0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Pied del Cañon, ready for anything, I'm Rob, and you're listening to... The Probo Show! <laughs> How we doing out there, guys? Welcome, welcome to The Probo Show, another podcast exclusive just for me, my crew here joining me in the live audience, and my delicious, godlike, angelic, podcast downloaders more and more of you every day top 100 in Spain's comedy podcasts officially that means i'm bilingual now (laughs) there you go how you doing out there folks um we have eugene in the chat vero born to iron man the bridge if you want to be as cool as those people you have to join us live at 8 30 central european time every morning um on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian Couldn't be easier. So it is currently 8.30 a.m. right here in Europe. 8.30 p.m. No, yeah, a.m. 2.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Times for our friends in the U.S. and 3.30 in the afternoon in the Philippines and Hong Kong. How are you doing, friends? All right, my God, what a great show we have lined up for you today. In today's 100 Humans, we ask them to name something men do to make themselves more attractive. (laughs) Nombra algo que hagan los hombres para ser más atractivos. In today's Complete the News, we'll find out about a new pizza topping, um, a pizza topping in Hong Kong. And if we have time, we'll find out how an Australian farmer, un granjero australiano, survived a crocodile attack. All right. And today's unpopular opinion, back to the theme of beauty standards and beauty and the whole, um, yeah, the whole theme of, you know, beauty and how it's represented in the media, how we feel about it. We're going to talk about, or we're going to tackle the cosmetics industry today. We've, um, we've had a go at fashion. It's cosmetics turn. <laughs> the com- cosmetic industry profits by preying on people's insecurities. Um, yeah, the, the, the cosmetic, industry, a cosmetica, I think you say. Yeah. Um, uh, se aprovecha de la inseguridad de la gente oh my god guys Um, but before that friends I'm here, you're here let's see what's going on in the world oh my god got a message from Nessa for Nessa on, um, on Instagram she says I'm so pissed off that as you predicted they made us choose between subscribing or giving our data for ads on Instagram I swear I wanted to send Instagram to hell it, um, in the end, I have stayed to keep in touch and be able to participate in the show in some way. What did you do? Well, obviously, yeah, I stayed with the ad method. But I don't know. I've been recently threatening, you no, know, leaving the in- Instagram as a, as a platform for the polls that we do around the show. And, um, and trying to redirect that interaction to my Patreon. Now you can join my Patreon for free. By the way, if you're watching live, there's a link somewhere. (laughs) Um, You can join that for free now. So maybe that's the way forward. For those of you who are thinking of leaving Meta as a platform, you can also chat with me there. So I don't know. don't know what to do. Maybe you guys can tell me. What do you think? Do we stay on Instagram or do we move everything to a free platform where you're not bombarded with ads for other people other than me? (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you guys, you know? If you're not, but if you're not supporting me financially, that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. (laughs) You know, buy me a coffee a month. (laughs) Um, Let's see. From Scotland to Florida. um, Is that too much of a contrast? Not for the Probo Show, Bridge. Not for the Probo Show. (laughs) And uh, and what else? Yeah, today's a bank holiday in Madrid. Um, So we're in the Probo home studio today. Yeah, am I wearing my pajamas? You will never know. Unless you're watching the break, <laughs> um, let's see. Let's get into some ads, shall um? Into some ads, my god. Into some news, shall we? Regarding ads, you remember a couple of weeks ago we did the um we did a theme of um of online content, um how it's paid for, how we ge- how they generate revenue, and how the public feels about it. Um, and we mentioned a couple of times we actually covered the news of YouTube blocking adverts. Um, or blocking ad blockers. Oof, yeah, that's some. Um, uh, let's. That's a, a, com- a a complicated concept to get your heads or, heads around, right? So there are um, there are tools in existence that block advertisements on certain sites. And what YouTube did was to block ad blockers, um, so they, they can detect ad blockers and stop you from watching the video if you're using one. And I make the argument that that's actually a good thing for content creators like myself, you know. Um, the only way we generate revenue most of the time is through those adverts. Not me, because not enough of you are subscribed. Subscribe to my YouTube while you're right. <laughs> Professional bohemian. Uh, no, sorry, the, the Probo show on YouTube. Um, so I made the argument that that's actually quite a good thing, you know, because you can subscribe to YouTube Premium or if you support a patron, or you support a content creator, you can find them their patron, Patreon, and whatever. But it seems to be that YouTube's new ad blocker detection um, is breaking EU law, European Union law. Say um, so, YouTube's ad blocker detection believed to break EU privacy law. Se cree que la detección del bloqueador de anuncios de YouTube um, vulnera a Ley de Privacidad del uh, UE Unión uh, Europea. My God, Spanish is hard. <laughs> so this is an article from Wired Magazine and it discusses a complaint filed against YouTube's ad blocker detection system, alleging it val- um, violates the EU's e-privacy directive. Privacy campaigner Alex hanif claims that YouTube's use of JavaScript-based scripts to detect ad blockers on users' devices is illegal under European yacht law as it accesses information without the explicit user permission. Uh, YouTube began implementing this detection in Europe in 2023, blocking content for users with ad blockers. The EU law requires explicit user consent for accessing information on devices, which YouTube may not be providing. Interesting. So I find myself in a moral gray area here, because I do consume more YouTube than any adult of my age (laughs) should, like way more, way more, like from let's play videos to conspiracy documentaries. It's my jam, man. I love it. So I find myself in a moral gray area, whereas I don't kind of pay for many um, to support many other creators. Um, I do a few, but not many. I do make sure I watch the ads. Even if they're skippable, I'll skip them a few seconds into the thing just so that the creators are getting financially paid for each one of my views. I try and do that because I want to be, you know, I want to support creators who make content that I like. However, I really am a big fan of EU's privacy laws when it comes to um, online protection. And it could be true that their JavaScript-based Um, ad blocker detection is actually garnering information on our computers without our permission. So it's an interesting moral gray area for me. I don't know how you feel about that. Let's see. I'll I'll keep on following this story as it progresses because I find it fascinating. I find it fascinating and and I really am grateful that the EU is developing laws to protect our privacy online. Like, thank God they exist, right? Okay, let's move on. Mika, M I K A, Mika becomes the world's first AI human-like robot CEO. Can we can we um, can we vote her into office too? Can she be uh, the first human-like CEO, uh, human-like politician? So this is an article from Yahoo Finance that discusses Mika, the world's first AI-powered humanoid robot CEO a joint project between Hansen Robotics and the Polish-run company Dictator. That sounds a little ominous, doesn't it? They kind of called it friendly. No, Dictator, there you go. Dictador uh, in Spanish. Um, Mika, who represents Dictator's unique values, uh-oh, is equipped with advanced AI and machine learning algorithms for data-driven decision-making. However, there's a noticeable delay in Mika's response time. David Hansen, CEO of Hansen Robotics, emphasizes the importance of humanizing AI for safety and effectiveness. The article also touches on public opinions about AI in the workplace, with mixed views on whether AI should be respected or seen merely as machines. This development comes amidst broader discussions about AI's role in job displacement and the need for regulatory oversight. Man, is this not a topic we've covered? we've actually been covering this topic on the show maybe about a year since um it has become a thing in the public discourse yeah it's a big deal but let me tell you something friends if they're going to replace anything let it be the ceos and directors let it be them <laughs> first <laughs> i mean i hate to kind of laugh but traditionally it's always been um the okay comrades strap yourselves in it's always been it's always been the working classes that've been displaced by technology. Everything from um, checkouts, automatic checkouts in um, in supermarkets and shops, to um, the fabrication of cars in the automotive industry. It used to be lines of people, that like each person doing their own little thing, to just lines and lines of robots that do it automatically, and maybe one person maintaining the the robot arms. Let be the CEOs next, yeah. I'm all for that. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go. Um, Let's see. Uh, Rob, you're being too funny. I can't take it, says the bridge. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Vero, I thought Mika was a singer and real. Another fallen myth. I think there's maybe more than one Mika. There's the the hero robotic CEO. And then the other one. (laughs) All right. Final piece of news. Coming from Fox. Coming from Fox weather. So, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. I don't know yeah you have a phrase for that in Spanish, right? To take something with a grain of salt. Uh compintas con yeah, something like that. Cogelo compintas, is it? Oh, I'm gonna give myself Será posible by a nivelazo. No translation elf there, friends. It was just my poor, tired, coffee-riddled brain. Okay, I'll give you that one. Okay, so a solar superstorm could wipe out the internet for weeks or months. Scientist says. So why am I saying in lo con pinzas"? Why am I saying "take it with a pinch of salt"? Because Fox News, no matter even if it's Fox Weather, they are um, renowned for clickbaiting, sensationalist articles. Um, un super tormenta solar podría acabar con el internet durante meses, semanas o meses, según un científico. Um, yeah, one scientist. All right. But let's get into this article. An article from Fox Weather discusses the potential risks posed by solar superstorms to the Internet and related infrastructure. Professor Peter Becker of George Manson University, leading a project with the school and the with the school and the Naval Research Laboratory, warns that increased solar activity could lead to an Internet apocalypse. Solar flares and coronal mass ejections can disrupt the Earth's magnetic field, potentially dami- damaging the power grid, satellite, fiber optic, te- um, fiber optic cables, GPS systems, and other communication equipment. Now, okay, now we've taken it with pinthas, with, um, uh, with close pegs. <laughs> now we've taken it with a pinch of salt. There is actually quite a lot of truth to this. Um, a coronal mass ejection, um, can disrupt the Earth's um, magnetic field. Truth is a fact. And, um, and G- GPS systems are cor- constantly correcting their data, not, not only because of this phenomenon, but because they, they drift off course occasionally. So it's interesting. Um, it's an interesting little thought exercise to wonder what might happen to society if the Internet disappears for even one day. Think about all your banking, shopping, everything that you do online. The advent of the internet changed the world um, uh, climactically. You know well, climactically? It sounds a little bit um, doom and gloom. But we all rely on technology way more than, the, than we ever did. Imagine a world where we couldn't communicate with each other the way we do, the way we've become used to, if we're thrust back to the 80s in terms of technology. I mean, even in the 80s, there were interconnected networks. I mean... <laughs> Really, we would be thrust back into the 60s, 70s. Would it be for the net benefit of, of society? Maybe that's an unpopular opinion um, to come down the road. Would an internet apocalypse be of the net benefit for society? Food for thought, guys. Maybe that's coming up next week. Um, tomorrow, we're going to finish our theme on um, on beauty and our unpopular opinions. So let's go there with today's unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Um, cogelo con pinzas, well done. It's from Vero, the bridge. And make sure the jar has a screw top, a screw down top. What jar? Am I missing something? (laughs) Um, all right, let's go to um, today's unpopular opinion, Uh, a great one for today. Um, with regard to the cosmetic industry, la industria cosmetica. Um, the cosmetic industry profits by praying on people's insecurity. When I say praying, I don't mean like in church. I mean, pray as in an animal, like a a predatory animal might. La industria cosmetica se aprovecha de la inseguridad de la gente. So we do call this topic unpopular opinions, right? How unpopular actually was this? (laughs) Did I fail miserably? So I, I posted a poll on Instagram as I am wont to do. Um, You can join me there if you want, for as long as we stay on Instagram as a platform. Instagram at professional bohemian, bohemio profesional. And you guys said, or at least the Instagram people said, 95% true, my (laughs) God. So that kind of puts me in a weird position here to maybe play devil's advocate to my own unpopular opinion. Because this is a show, if it's if this show, if this program is about anything, in this black and white world where everyone's asking you to take sides, all I ask you to do is understand nuance and the nuances, Los Matices, of every single argument that exists. The cosmetic industry gets a lot of flack for profiting on people's insecurities. So let's dig into this. So I thoroughly tortured the elves this morning, poor things. And they provided me with some pros and cons. So get, let's get into those right now. So in the pro column, agreeing with the statement that the cosmetics industry profits, aprovecha de la inseguridad de la gente, profits on preying on people's insecurities. Here we go. Many cosmetics brands brands use marketing strategies that highlight insecurities, such as aging, skin imperfections, societal beauty standards to sell their products. This can be seen as exploiting vulnerabilities to drive sales. Let me um, be, be honest with you. Today's unpopular opinion was also um, we should ban the use of the words anti-aging in cosmetics advertisements. But I know you all get triggered when I use the word banned. <laughs> so so we I reframed it as um, something a little bit more of an umbrella, un paraguas, um paraguas, for all that, wow, I'm killing it. Será posible. Uh, <laughs> for all things kind of cosmetic related. Um, creating a need, the industry often is often accused of creating a perceived need for their products by constantly introducing new beauty standards. They can make consumers feel inadequate without their products. So here's where we get into a little bit of a gray area, right? Isn't that just marketing? Creating needs and filling needs that are already being created. Haven't washing detergents been doing this forever? <laughs> like the the old concept of new and improved, making you feel like what you currently buy is old and inferior. Hmm. All right. Um, let's continue. Advertisements and promotional strategies frequently target emotional vulnerabilities, suggesting that individuals need these products to feel attractive, successful, or socially accepted. True. But is it the only industry that does that? Have we not seen Coca-Cola adverts with beautiful people running on beaches? You know what I mean? Do we not? um, Isn't it the job of marketing to to tie a product to a certain lifestyle? Apple, for example. See someone with an Apple product, you know, it suggests certain things about that person. Is it just the cosmetic industry guilty of this? Hmm. Let's continue. Um, In the pro column, again, agreeing, the industry perpetuates often unattainable beauty standards through the use of heavily edited Photoshopped images. This can create and exacerbate insecurities among consumers. All those things that I've just read for me are true. True story, guys. True story. Thank you. Thank you. Calm down, calm down. Um, all right. Let's get into the cons. Disagreeing with the statement that the, the cosmetic industry does not necessarily prey on people's insecurities. Okay. Many people use cosmetic, cosmetics for self-expression, creativity, and personal enjoyment. The industry provides a range of products that cater to diverse needs and desires, not just insecurities. The cosmetic industry invests heavily in research and development leading to products that can be genuinely beneficial to users, such as sunscreen, skin care, active ingredients, and products suitable for sensitive skin. Mm. Now we're getting into a little bit of moral gray area, aren't we, friends? (laughs) Thank you for saving us from um, skin cancer, cosmetics industry. All right, let's continue. Um, There is a growing trend in the industry towards inclusivity and diversity with brands showcasing a wide range of skin tones, ages, genders, and body types, moving away from traditional, narrow definitions of beauty. And finally, for many consumers, cosmetic products are a part of their self-care and grooming routine, contributing to their overall well-being and confidence, rather than being solely about addressing insecurities. Wow. So yeah, as you can see, there is it's not just as black and white as we would um, as we would think. Now, whereas I am leaning, I lean heavily to the side of yes, they do prey on people's insecurities. There are some things there that are impossible to deny. Am I right? I mean, think about applying makeup. Like I don't use makeup, I don't even use moisturizer. As you can tell by my raisin dry skin, when I smile, I look like a map. <laughs> You know but um, having spoken to people on this subject, you know I have been made aware that the application of cosmetics is not just about um, not just about praying to your own insecurities it's much more about a routine feeling good about yourself you're not doing it for other people you're doing it for your own well-being robbing people of that you know. or or kind of demonizing a whole industry for doing something that is almost common practice? Are we being a little bit hypocritical? Maybe, maybe not. I did receive quite a lot of messages about this on Instagram, but before we go there, I'm going to check out um, what our chat is saying. Um, Vero, true, cosmetics companies make a living and um, and. Uh, living from potential customers buying their products. If a person believes that applying makeup, he or she will improve their self-esteem, the company increases its profits. True story. Now, I did make the argument that it's a part of your, you know, people see it as a part of their daily routine, their self-care. But if those products didn't exist, surely their self-care would be something else, right? Maybe taking another five minutes in the shower, maybe eating something a little more delicious for breakfast. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, The Bridge. Um, So we know it's a he. I don't know what you're talking about, Bridge. What's a he? Um, True, says Eugene. I know some women who can't leave their homes without makeup. Yeah, that's sad, right? That's sad. Uh, The Bridge. I also think that clocks should be stable. I have enough crappy problems as it is. I don't know what we're talking about, Bridge. I think Bridge is listening to a different show. (laughs) All right. Um, so there's the topic up for debate today. The cosmetic industry praise on people's um, insecurities what do you think about that what do you think about that because it's true I mean let's let's dig into let's dig into some other tangential kind of industries that do the same thing but don't receive the same amount of backlash the same amount of criticism as the cosmetic industry does how's about the diet and weight loss industry Companies in this industry market products and programs that promise quick fixes for weight-related insecurities. They perpetuate unrealistic body standards, right? The diet and weight loss industry. Oh, you're too fat, you're too this, you're too that. Yeah. You know, are they a positive thing? Are they a positive thing just because, you know, the outcome would be a healthier lifestyle, but they still don't get that same um, amount of, scrutiny that the cosmetic industry does. Then you have the fashion industry um, that um, perpetuate unrealistic body standards by um, by again um, promising that the clothes that you wear will um, immediately change the way you look and give you more confidence when that's probably not the case, right? Um, uh, yeah, so the the fashion industry promote clothing and accessories as a mean to attain a certain means to attain a certain image or status. Tapping into your insecurities about the way you look, fitness and the gym industry the same thing. Ooh, look at you, you're too lazy. <laughs> as about self um, self help and personal development, there is a company, there is an, a whole cottage industry um, that only. It's only benefit or it's only um, proposed value is based upon your own insecurities. Have you ever been to a self-help section in a library or a bookstore? It's basically screaming at you. You are insecure and anxious. You're a bad person. You can, we can help you. (laughs) Yet they don't get the same kind of, the same level of scrutiny that the cosmetics industry does, which puts us in a really weird, moral quandary or at least me in a really weird moral quandary, because I believe the cosmetic industry does prey on people's insecurities, but it's certainly not the only industry to do so. I'm going to post a poll in the chat, guys, and you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me, does the cosmetic industry prey on people's insecurities for um, for their own profit? True or false, guys? So many things you could have been doing this morning. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me, and it means the world. See you soon. Hey guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find vods of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind the scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at pro P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. It's currently 9 a.m. Central European Time, 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 uh, 4 p.m. for our friends in Hong Kong and the Philippines. How are you doing out there, friends? If you're just tuning in, we looked at um, YouTube's ad ad blocker detection um, that they recently um, are blocking videos. That um, that are, for, for people who are using ad blockers, how it may actually um, break the EU privacy law, putting me in a real moral quandary with regards to this, um, because I I do believe in um, in reimbursing creators for the work that they do. However, you know, oof, I don't know, moral grey area for me. Um, Mika becoming the world's first AI human-like CEO, <laughs> I love that news, and also the um, the. The article from Fox Weather that speaks about a a solar superstorm, super tormenta solar, that could potentially wipe out the internet for weeks or even months. Don't panic, though. (laughs) It's from Fox News, after all. All right, and then we moved on to today's unpopular opinion, which is the cosmetics industry profits... By preying on people's insecurities, I asked you to vote and you've done that. I will release the results in a second. 95% of people on Instagram said true to this one. La industria cosmética se aprovecha de la inseguridad de la gente. All right. Okay, um, I did receive some um, messages on Instagram with regard to this. Uh, Vero, I think we've um, we've read that one. Uh, Eliza says, uh, I get why people think that, but as a makeup artist, I see it differently, of course. Instagram. <laughs> makeup is an art and empowerment. is art and empowerment. It's nothing about hiding. It's about expressing who you are. Okay, uh, Raj writing to us again, well, it's a bit of a double-edged sword. Um, un espada de doble fila, do you say in Spanish? Did I get that right? Philo. Oof, you have to tell me in the chat if I deserve a nivolatho. I don't know. Um, it's a double-edged sword. The industry does play on insecurities sometimes, sure, but it's also about consumer demand. People want these products. It's more complex than just preying on fears. True story. Okay, um, what else do we have? Nina um, it's a concerning trend, honestly. I see people whose self-worth is tied to their appearance. And Leo finally writing to us again. Yeah, and don't forget the environmental angle. Many of these companies push products that ju- that aren't just playing on insecurities, but also harming the planet. All right, yeah, some interesting takes there, and it's hard to um, it's hard to ignore the nuances in this argument. Again, it's usually the people who disagree with where the, the vote goes that kind of end up writing to me on Instagram. So I do appreciate that. Espada de doble filo says uh, Vero. Será posible vaya nivelazo. I can't remember if I said that right or not. I think I might have said fila. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So yeah, um, in the uh, in the last section, I did talk about how, you know, there are other industries that do the exact same thing that seem to be immune to the scrutiny that the cosmetics industry receives, like self-help and personal development, um, fitness industry, fashion industry, diet and weight loss industry. It's not just um, beauty and cosmetics, right? I mean, it's just a part of media and advertisement and advertising any, like, advertisements create insecurities to sell products, you know? And they constantly tie um, tie the, their brands to a certain kind of lifestyle that would be attractive to you. I mean, you've heard me speak against... Um, uh, you, you've heard me speak against um, <laughs> advertising and marketing, right? <laughs> I'm of the Bill Hicks School of Advertising and Marketing. I'm not a fan, you know? Even though I've, in my professional... Career. I've worked as a marketing director and and as um and as a consultant to many marketers as part of my work in communication. And uh, you know, I just don't believe. I don't believe. Um, I believe in many ways, industry and and selling products is about creating demand, and it's about being it what can be in many cases unethical, which is why I love what I do now, which is you know bringing media to people. Um, so yeah, it's a complex issue. It's a complex issue, more complex than I think um, than I think we're really ready as a society to deal with. Because I think in many ways to correct this issue, it means a complete overhaul of um, how we um, how we understand products. So anyway, let's get into uh, what you guys thought before I continue with my final thoughts on this. So I released the poll in the chat to our live audience. I said. Hmm, here we go. I said that um, uh, the cosmetic industry preys on people's insecurities, true or false, la industria cosmetica se aprovecha de la inseguridad de la gente. And you guys said 100% true. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, so let's close down this. Um, let's close down this topic. By saying okay, so there are there are many many um, industries that do the same thing, you know. I would argument argue even the soft drink industry, you know, the caffeine, in, the, these caffeinated soft drinks that sell themselves to gamers as energy boosting um, uh, energy boosting um, drinks, any something to replace sleep. You're a gamer, you want to be on top form. Drink Monster. Is that not just as nefarious? Is that not linking something, um, uh, a certain kind of lifestyle, being a gamer, that would be attractive to young people, um, use it, uh, and, and, and profiting off what is essentially a drug, caffeine? Is that not the kind of the, the same thing? Um, you know, and, and again, self-help, fitness, fashion, diet and weight loss industry do the same things, but that, my friends, is not the topic for the discussion, is it? The topic for discussion is whether the cosmetic industry profits by preying on our insecurities. And even though, yes, they do provide products and services to us that are valuable, and here and they are valuable. Look, sunscreen is a valuable thing. Um, certain um, uh, s- certain creams that help um, help you medically if you've got like sensitive skin or you suffer from rashes and things like that. They do they do um, uh, cause a benefit to society, but. Is there a branch and a massive branch of this industry that does prey on people's insecurities? Yeah, of course they do. So it's hard to um, disagree with those of you out there that said 100% true. But as always, friends, these are just opinions. And as Grandpa Bo used to say, (laughs) opinions are like buttholes. Everybody has one. They all stink, including mine. So there you go, friends. 100% true. Well done. You nailed it today. Let's go to today's 100 humans. Oh my God, it was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans. And I asked them all a question. Today's question is, hmm, what do men do? Or name something that men do to make themselves more attractive. Nombra algo que hagan los hombres para ser más atractivos. Name something men do to make themselves more attractive. I asked them that question, they gave me their answers. I am in possession of the top seven answers right here. Your job in the audience is to identify the top seven answers. Name something men do to make themselves more attractive. All right. Oof, you guys are quiet in the chat today. Name something men do to make themselves more attractive. Ooh. I think The Bridge is actually listening to a completely different episode of the show. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Okay, um, let's see. Eugene in the chat says shaving. Shaving can be one of two of the answers here. Hmm. Shaving, afeitar, um, right in Spanish. Shaving is shaving there. Mm, yes. It kind of covers two of the answers here. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into the second most popular answer, which is grooming. Grooming, they groom themselves. That's shaving, you know. Shaving. I don't know what else men do, <laughs> but grooming. <laughs> so grooming is there it is the 20 uh, 26 of 100 humans said that one it's in second place well done well done all right um what else do we have in the chat um how do you say grooming i don't even know i say groom in spanish um going to the gym going to the gym or to work out right to work out entrenamiento workout is it there Yes, it is. Well done, Eugene. It is the number one answer. Well done, my friend. 28 of 100 humans say men will work out to make themselves more attractive. Okay. You're off the board, friends. You have three, no, two of the top seven answers. Woo. Okay. um, uh, To uh, ladyboard, to be well-dressed, to dress well. Um, vestir bien, I guess. All right. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. <laughs> to dress well. I'm dressed well today, at least from the waist up. I am home. <laughs> Through uh, How many people said that? 17 of 100 humans said to dress well. It's the third most popular answer. Let me give you a clue. Um, the number four answer. I can't do this. I just can't. Genetically, I can't do it. (laughs) I suffer from an affliction that that many men my age suffer from. And I just can't do this. But it is probably the quickest way to make yourself, um, at least from the neck up, look much better. It's not shaving, although shaving could be involved. What do you think it is? It's getting... A haircut. Oh, guys, come on. Yes, suck today. Getting a haircut. Um, it is the fourth most popular answer with eight of 100 humans. Okay. Next one. Next one. Um, okay. This would make you smell good. You would apply this thing to make you smell good. Hmm. What am I talking about? You would apply this... Substance is liquid to make you smell good. What am I talking about? What do you think? Come on, guys. The answer is applying makeup, says says Eugene. Although that could be grooming. Let's be modern men. Yeah, why not? (laughs) But it's not one of the answers. What is something you would put on To make yourself smell good, make an immediate good impression. It is cologne or aftershave. Guys, you suck today. Cologne or aftershave. (laughs) It's the fifth most popular answer with eight of a hundred humans. Okay, I'm going to guess you're not going to guess the next two. All right, here we go. So in position number six. It's probably the most, the easiest thing you can do to make yourself seem more attractive you know rather than looking grumpy you might want to look happy and approachable and this is a facial expression probably the easiest facial expression you can do that makes a massive um uh, implication into the way you look what am i talking about it's smiling well done Um, uh, All right, last one. The seventh most popular answer. Seventh most popular answer. Um, This is uh, a word that describes how you carry your body, how you stand. It is posture. Well, uh, guys, I don't know what's happening in the chat today. Do better. All right, let's go through. <laughs> let's go through the list. I asked 100 humans to name something men do to make themselves more attractive. In position number, Seven. we had posture, uh, postura. Would you say in Spanish? Yeah, I think so. Posture, postura. In position number six, we had to smile, sonrisa or sonreir. Six of 100 humans said that one. In position number five, we had. Apply cologne or aftershave, colonia. I think you say in Spanish. In position number four, we had. Uh, where are we? Cut your hair. Get a haircut. Or in my case, just shave my head. Right. Um, number four. Shave your head. Get a haircut. Corte de pelo. Eight of a hundred humans said that one. In position number three, we had to dress well. To get dressed. To dress well, my friends. You know put on an americano a blazer in position number two we had um to groom yourself that could be shaving could be a number of things to groom and finally in position number one. well done eugene um congratulations to you my friend answer number one was to work out entrenamiento to go to the gym all right there we go let's move on to complete the news complete the news Okay, complete the news time. All right, here we go. I'm going to give you some real news headlines, and using those news headlines, I'm going to leave out some important information, and you guys will complete the news using the three options I give you: A, B, or C. Okay, first of all, we're going to Australia. No, let's go to uh, let's go to Hong Kong. Okay, Hong Kong. Here we go. Um, uh, blank. Pizza is on the menu in Hong Kong. Blank pizza. So, kind of pizza, pizza topping is on the menu in Hong Kong. But what pizza topping is it? Is it A, snake, B, panda, or C, grasshopper? Mm, grasshopper is saltamontes. Panda is panda, I think in Spanish. And A is snake. Blank is on the me- blank pizza is on the menu in Hong Kong. Is it A, snake? B, panda, or C grasshopper? Whoop! Yeah, this is a pizza hut in Hong Kong, but what kind of pizza topping is it? Okay, the chat is saying C. You guys are saying grasshopper. Let's see if you're right, my friends. All right, here we go. So blank pizza is on the menu in Hong Kong. The answer is... A snake. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you were completely wrong about that. So yeah, this is um, a story from CNN about um, a snake pizza being on the menu in Hong Kong. Pizza Hut in Hong Kong has introduced a unique pizza topped with snake meat in collaboration with Ser Wong Fung. I've probably pronounced that terrible. Uh, A century-old local restaurant. This innovative dish features shredded snake meat, black mushrooms, and Chinese dried ham, ingredients basically found in a traditional snake stew. There you go. Okay. Do you want one more? Let's do one more. Okay, an Australian farmer... Colin Devereaux survives a crocodile attack by. Okay, so un granjero australiano, Colin Devereaux, sobrevive el ataque de un crocodilo. Blank. Is it A? Is it A? Um, Poking its eyes. B. Biting back. (laughs) Or C. Singing Taylor Swift. Okay, um, El Granjero Australiano, uh, an Australian farmer, Colin Devereaux, survives a crocodile attack by, is it A, poking its eyes, B, biting back, or C, singing Taylor Swift? A, poking its eyes, clavándose los ojos. Is it B, biting back, mordiéndolo, <laughs> or is it C, Cantando un cancion de Taylor Swift. Ooh, A, B, or C. Seeing C's, um, B seems to be in the lead here. Biting back. Hmm. Let's see what you guys say. All right, so here we go. Um, Australian farmer Colin Devereaux survives a crocodile attack by... Well done guys, it is in fact B chat wins. Um, Yeah, this is true. Uh, An Australian farmer, Colin Devereaux, survives a crocodile attack by biting it back. Australian farmer um, survived a harrowing encounter with a 3.2 meter saltwater crocodile. 3.2 meters. That's a dinosaur, not a crocodile. Um, By biting, uh, biting the animal back. The incident occurred near Finnis River, where Devereaux, a cattle producer, Um, stopped at a billabong, which is kind of like an Australian, I don't know, I guess it's like a a swamp or something, Um, and was attacked. The crocodile latched onto his right foot and dragged him into the water. And in a desperate struggle, Devereaux managed to bite the crocodile's eyelid, causing him to be released. Colin Devereaux is a superhero. (laughs) Oh my God, such an aggressive man, says Eugene, yeah. I mean, if it works, it works, right? All right, guys, what a show we've had today. We've talked about YouTube um, potentially breaking EU privacy law. We've talked about the first AI human-like robot, CEO Mika, um, about the solar uh, super solar storm that could wipe out the internet a little bit of panic mongering there we've discussed the cosmetics industry and we found out about hong kong pizza and how to survive an animal attack my god what a great show guys so many things you could have been doing this morning instead of doing those things you took the time to spend some time with me and it means the world i'll see you next time